0: there, Tiff here. Welcome to the Tiffany Micah podcast. So glad that you are back ready for action for today. Nothing is more nerve wracking than that big game, is it? The big game to you and that big game could be like an important match or a race, important fight, an important trial to get to the next level. That final round of the comp or the semis, the final or the grand final of whatever goes on in your sport. Those big games always seem way more nerve wracking than, than others, don't they? And why are they way more nerve wracking? Aren't they just the same? Aren't they just another isn't it just another game? Isn't it just another race? Isn't it just another fight? Isn't it just another tournament? Isn't that just another competition? You've done it before, haven't you? Of course. Of course it's, it's just another one. But it's called a big game for a reason, isn't it? And why is that? Well, you put more emphasis on this one because it's the thing that's going to give you the breakthrough that you're actually looking to accomplish. And that breakthrough may be going to that next level in your sport, that might be that being selected for that team that you're so desperately to be select, wanting to be selected for. It could be proving to yourself that you can do it. It could be proving to yourself that you deserve to be there. It could be the prestige that's involved with that. It could be the winning of that particular event that you're competing in. There's lots of reasons, isn't there? And it's good to want to go after it. And it's good to want it. But how do you control those nerves for those big games so that they can bring out your best performances on those big days? Because that's that's when you want to bring it out, isn't it? You want to bring out your best performance on those big game days or those big race days, those big comp days those big tournament days, those big fight days. Well, before I share some strategies with you, I want to tell you about when I had to do this playing test for golf to be selected to be part of this apprenticeship program that I wanted to get into. And at that time, I was 38 years of age. And who I was competing against was 18-year-old men, young men. 18-year-olds who hit the ball a mile, right? They had really good skills. They'd been playing golf for easily 10 years and so on. Very well accomplished golfers and I found it pretty overwhelming because I put myself out there into this apprenticeship program because I wanted to obviously do something with my golf. But I found it so overwhelming because I'd only been playing golf for three years. I've got down to a really low handicap and I was advised that the best thing for me at that time was to apply and be part of this apprenticeship program. That would help my golf. I've got other things to say about that. I'd say that in in, in, in a future episode, it wasn't the best decision to to make at that time. But that's the decision that I went with at that time because I was advised that that would be the best direction for me to go. Looking back, it wasn't. But what we're going to be talking about here is nerves, not what whether I approved of what happened or not. Okay, so we're going to talk about these these nerves. So what I had to do is I had to do this playing test, and we had to play fifty four holes in this in this playing test. So we had a playing test of 18 holes the first day. And then the second day we had to play 36 holes. So 18 holes, then play the course again, another 18 holes. And in that time, leading up to that, I was so nervous about that because for me, I was absolutely desperate to get into that apprenticeship program, because I thought, well, this is, this is going to be the thing that's going to help with my golf for my future and so on. And so there was a lot of emphasis put on there, but really it was just another game, wasn't it? It was just another day. I was just going to show up. I was just going to play golf and just again, do the best that I could do. But this really meant something because if I didn't perform well, I wouldn't get selected. So there was a lot of pressure there. And I still had my tennis demons haunting me at that time as well. So I still struggled a lot with nerves, but I was still, I was still working on uh, improving uh, how I wanted to perform in, in, in the sport because I didn't want to have those repercussions of what happened in the past to come back and haunt me again. So in that time leading up to that playing test, these things are, I was really working I was working on uh, performing I was working on visualization I was working on uh, a particular mantra and I was working on breathing. So leading up to that I was doing doing that. So game day comes right the first the first round of our playing test begins and the playing test is like you don't get tested on your skills. It's just what your score is at the end of the day. That's what they consider the playing test. So I arrive, nervous as anything, I'm uh, rushing off to the toilet. I would have gone off to the toilet about six times before we teed off and they weren't number ones by the way. I had bad case of diarrhea because I was so nervous and what, what I would happen was I'd run off to the, to the bathroom, do my number twos and then I'd be hyperventilating because I was so worked up because this meant so much to me. So if you've got something that's coming up for you in the future or something that, that is going to mean so much to you and you've exper- you've even experienced this in the past, I get it, right? Cause I've been through that many times, but this was, you know, I was 38, full of nerves, wanting to perform well, wanting to get selected and I was hyperventilating in the, in the toilet, in the cubicle, in the toilet. again. Oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. And I was like, just breathe. Cause that's, that was my big thing. And just do the best you can do today. It's all you can do. Just do the best you can do today. That's all you can do. And doing really slow, slow, deep breaths. Now, every time I went off to the bathroom, I was hyperventilating, and I'd have to do a number two, right? I know that you don't want to know all that information, but that's what happens, right? Because of the nerves. So the thing that I wanted to, to make sure that I was doing was trying to find some way to control it. And that's what I w- was doing from a preparation point of view. So just showing up on, on the day is not just about, oh, well, let's just see how you can do. You've got to do the preparation in leading up to that so you so you are mentally prepared, not only physically prepared, but you've got to be mentally prepared because these, these big days that are going to come about for you, they're going to come often. And it's, it's how you're going to manage yourself. So I went looking for the answers leading up to that because I knew how I was going to respond. I knew that I was going to get nervous cuz you know we, we do get nervous. But the thing is is we want to understand how we can control our nerves. So that's what I went off to look for is how could I control my nerves? How could I play the best golf that I could play on the day? How could how could I put myself into a position where I'd get selected into this program? And not let those tennis demons haunt me. How could I do that? Because in the past, when I performed in tennis and when I competed on those big games, especially when I was playing against, uh, you know, well-seasoned professionals on the tour and me, you know, trying to, to break through and get onto the pro circuit, I'd crumble because I'd be so nervous. I'd physically struggle to move. My body was heavy. I'd talk to myself all the time negatively, you know, even though I wanted to do really well, it was like, oh, well, you see, it's just not good enough. You're just not going to get there Tiff. you if you're wasting your time, all this effort and look what you're doing. You can't even, you can't even hit a ball over the net. How embarrassing is that, right? And that, that was always the process. So those nerves that I was experiencing on, on this day when this playing test came about, yeah, like I said, I was rushing off to the bathroom. Yeah, I was hyperventilating. But I was working on a breathe a breathing technique. I was working on, okay, Tiff, come on, just do the best you can do today. That's all you can do. Right? I had a little mantra that I was saying to myself all the time for me to deal with that. Because you are going to get nervous. It's normal to get nervous, but like I said, it's how you deal with that. And so what I did in that preparation leading up to that day, because this is what what helped me. Leading up to that day, I worked on a breathing technique. Leading up to that day, I I worked on my self-talk. Leading up to that day, I worked on my visualization, visualization skills. I worked on visualizing how I wanted to perform. Leading up to that, I'd slow myself down and keep myself calm. Leading up to that day, I had my mantra, trust your swing. Because I never trusted my, my game. I never trusted my performance and I learned to trust it because all I could do was the best that I could do in that moment. So here we are. I'm ready to go, right? We're on the first tee. I'm not going to give you a a blow-by-blow description, but we're on the first tee. I am so nervous. I am so nervous. I feel like I can't hold onto the golf club. And we're playing our first 18 holes for the day. And all I could do was work on what were those things that I was lead in that preparation. All I could do was work on my breathing. So I'd take those deep, slow breaths. All I could do was work on my self-talk. All I could do was do the best that I could do in that moment. All I could do was stay in that moment. My mantra is one shot at a time. Because that's all you can do. All I I did was slay calm. All I did was I'd visualise before each shot. And what I did was I pretended I was Kari Webb. Now, Kari Webb was number one golfer in the world. She's an Aussie. And when I was learning to play golf, I'd always place myself into her into her body, you know, like a spirit. And I'd go, okay, well, what would Kari Webb do here? How would she hit the ball? Because I modeled my swing off her swing. I modeled my pre-shot routine off her pre-shot routine. 'Cause when I switched into feeling like I was Kari Webb, I knew what I knew what I could do. I believed and trusted myself because I was in someone else's body at that time, right? In my head. But I knew that I could perform better. So that's what I did. I shifted my focus into a performer that I admired. And I felt like I had this transformation process. I was becoming that person in that moment. So where was the focus? The focus wasn't on me, was it? It wasn't on my nerves. It was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna be Kari Webb today and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to step in and how would she prepare for this? How would she strike the ball for this? That's what I'm going to do. And so, what I was doing was I was focusing on what I had to do in those moments, rather than worrying about am I going to get selected for the team, or you know, selected for that program? Am I going to am I going to shoot a great score? So, right throughout that playing test, that's how I would think I'd be Kari Webb. So, I'd be focusing on what she would do. I'd be focusing on playing the best shot that I could. And I was working on staying calm. So a lot of breathing, a lot of self-talk. Okay, Tiff, you've got this one shot at a time. Just breathe. Because I, w- I felt like I was hyperventilating in between each shot as well, especially the first day, because I was so nervous. And I'll just breathe. And I did that because up until that point, because I had only been playing golf for three short years. That was the best way that I could manage myself because I didn't feel like my skills were up to par. Sorry for the pun, but I didn't feel that my skills were there yet. And up to that point, that was the day or both those days was where I played my best golf up to that point through those few simple strategies because I was so nervous and you will get nervous but like I said it's way we need strategies in ways in which we can then cope with the nerves because the nerves will always be there so what did I do I did a few simple strategies I worked on my breathing leading up to that big day each day leading up to that big day that would that would be that practicing that breathing technique each day leading up to that big big game i'd visualize how i wanted to play how i wanted to be in control how i wanted to play pure shots how i wanted to have slow easy swings how i wanted to feel calm when i stood over the ball Each day I would feed my mind with full of phrases on belief to build my confidence within. And the only thing that I will say, I didn't feel ready. I didn't feel ready. And that was because I didn't feel, and my skills weren't, they still weren't solid yet. They still weren't consistent. They still weren't reliable because I was still new to the game. Remember, I was a tennis player coming into golf in a very short space of time, coming to do an apprenticeship program, which was in a short space of time, which doesn't happen. It's very rare that someone does that in that sense of that short space of time. And my understanding even of the skills and the game, you know, it still wasn't there yet. It wasn't at 100%. But I had one chance to prove myself. And I wasn't going to let that opportunity pass me by because I didn't want to have to wait another year to try out. Because remember, I was 38 when I tried out. So I would have had to wait for another year to try it, and I would have been 39. So I just went for it. I went, you know what, let's just go. And because my skills weren't up to the level yet, all I knew that I could do was that I could control my mind. I could work on controlling my mind because that was the thing that I knew that I could control because my skills weren't there yet. And it was the power I was going to give my mind that was going to get me through. That was what, that was the big difference that, that happened that day. But leading up to that, I had to go and get those answers and when we grow, how do we really grow? Well, we grow when we push ourselves out of our comfort zone, don't we? And sometimes you won't feel that you're ready. But you've got to push yourself out there no matter what. Because if you keep waiting, you'll never be ready. If I kept waiting, I would never have been ready. I pushed myself out there, it was hard. I felt like I was their mother. You know, here I am nearly, nearly a 40-year-old woman playing golf with these 18-year-old guys. I think some of their parents were as old as me. But for anything, are we really ready? Most of the time, we're not. There's ways in which we can get prepared. There's ways in which we can uh, have our preparation set up to being a se- successful athlete for sure. And I'll always be talking to you about being prepared. Always. But sometimes, like I felt on that day, definitely wasn't ready. But what I was ready to do was to give the best performance I could give on that day. And the power to that was what I worked on mentally, even though that my skills weren't there. And I was as nervous, I, I, I believe I was more nervous than anyone else. But I also tried not to show that. That's why I disappear off into the bathroom a lot. And work on breathing. I didn't talk to anyone much. I just, I just wanted to work on staying calm. So I practiced that. And you can use this throughout the year. You just don't do this leading up to your big games. Do it all the time. The second thing was visualize. So what we want to do is we want to visualize yourself performing the way that you want to. So I don't want you to go in with limitations. I want you to visualize your perfect way of how you want to perform. Don't limit that just because of where your skill level is now. It doesn't matter because if you're visualizing, you're training your mind that you've been in that situation before and you're training your mind to have you set up to perform that way? Because your head's going to go, yep, I've been here before, I can do this. Because you've, you've prepared that, right? You've played that game in your head, you've played those skills in your head, you know how to do that. So the second one's visualize. The third one is you need to craft an awesome warm-up routine, And I mean by an awesome warm-up routine, I mean a way in which it's going to get you prepared for the day. So you need that warm-up routine and you want to do that religiously. That's part of what you do. That's all part of the athlete success system that that we work on in the Get Focused Academy. So you need to to have that routine in place. Number four, you need to craft a mentor a mantra. So what words are you going to use that's going to keep you focused on? So my big one was trust your swing every time I stood over the ball. And come on, Tiff, just do the best you can do today. That's all you can do. Best you can do today. And number five, just focus on those things. You don't have to have too much. We, ha- If we have too much that we have to focus on when we're competing, then we get overwhelmed. So we, yes, we want a clear mind, but we have to get ourselves into that space where we get to that zone and there's specific strategies in, in how to do that and get us in, into that playing zone that we ideally want to get into. So for now, what I want you to just focus on is breathing, doing that breathing technique visualizing. So visualize how you want to perform on that big day. Having your pre-shot routine, or sorry, pre-shot, not your pre-shot routine, your warm-up routine. Ignore what I said about pre-shot routine. I'm going to share that with it in another episode, but warm-up routine that you do. You need a self-mantra right? What words are you going to say? Mine was trust your swing, what you can do today. Those were the only things that I was saying to myself right throughout those whole 54 holes. And you keep doing that over and over again, because then you're focused on what you want to accomplish, not what not what the result is, because we need to stay in the moment, okay? So that's a, a, a start for you on how to tackle your nerves something simple because we've got to keep it simple. If we make it too complex, we get too overwhelmed then we can't do that. Then we're more worried about what, how to do all of that stuff and then we don't perform, right? So we've got to keep it simple. Breathing strategy, visualize, warm-up routine and a mantra. That's it. That's all you need. So I want you to share that with me. So make sure you send it to me what, what you're going to do because I look forward to hearing that. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So I love it if you could share with me what you like best about what you heard. And if you've got friends that you know that would benefit from these episodes, then share these episodes with your friends because we want to build the successful athlete community as big as we possibly can, don't we? So I hope you enjoyed it. Dream big, believe in you, go after your dreams and get to work. Let's go. Okay, let's crush it when we compete. Talk soon. Don't go anywhere! Just hang on! Don't go anywhere! Let's crush it when we compete. Have you signed up yet for the Successful Athlete Masterclass? We look at what's holding you back, what skills you will need to succeed, and how to accomplish your sports goals. Go to tiffanymica.com forward slash Sam. Look forward to seeing you there. Dream big. Believe in you. Go after your dreams. Let's crush it when you compete.